ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You Mad Bro podcast, and I warn you of mature content ahead. This show aims to tackle controversial topics going on in the world on a week-to-week basis. The platform of this program is opinionated and occasionally supported by examples and facts, but does not ever aim to be definite. That being said, the views offered by our hosts and guests are not intended to offend or hurt the feelings of any person, no matter their race, gender, sexual orientation, political viewpoint, etc., They only serve as catalysts for poor attempts at humor and maybe a different way of thinking. If you're such an individual that is easily offended or cannot handle your own viewpoints being challenged, you've been adequately warned to not participate. If you're still with us, then please stand, kneel, or lay down. Just be sure to remove your ball caps for the national anthem. What? You mad, bro? All right, all right, all right. Everyone settle down, settle down, Nash. I did the all right, all right, mid-conversation. That's why you're laughing so hard. But this is the You Mad Bro podcast. I am in our brand new apartment that you have not come in yet. And Nash, guess what? I already had sex in your room. Oh. <laughs> uh, Stanley Seymour makes your cleaner. All right. <laughs> Um, no, but this is the You Mad Bro Podcast, episode number 30. It is February. The Oscars are this Sunday, so we'll be talking microaggressions focused kind of around TV and film, um, as well as State of the Union is tomorrow, so we're going to talk more about that next week, but this is the You Mad Bro Podcast, You Mad Bro Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, on the ambiguous networking, because production.com to find anything and everything this network produces, including the San Pascal Podcast, GDP, which is coming soon, which Nas gets his ass up here, and uh, the brand new Daily Grinds um, with Kelly Johnson releasing once a week. So new stuff is coming in the coming weeks, and coming months, you're going to see a lot of new content coming, um, new feeds, of, network feed. Everything just keeps coming, coming, dude. Yep. Yeah, it's dude. gonna It's going to be a very, just... very big year. Um so if you want to support us, make sure you go to social media. If you want to be a guest on this show, reach out to either myself or Nash and let us know all viewpoints and opinions are warranted. If you kind of want a softball one, microaggressions is a good one because it's nothing really specific. It's kind of just things we think of during like, the week that's just worth talking about across all yeah. spectrums. So if you're afraid of having your opinion shat on, this is a good one to come on. Nash, are you ready? No, but how are you? How are you, how are you by the way? How are you, by how? the way? How am I? I'm great, dude. I'm always doing great. Got my teeth cleaned. So my teeth are clean. (laughs) Dude, I haven't. It's going to. Okay. We're going to. First micro question. The dentist. The dentist. I fucking. I've always hated the dentist. I have never once been like, fuck, yes, I'll go to the dentist. Because as a kid. I'd be in that office for what felt like four hours, just waiting oh, yeah. and waiting and waiting and waiting. And then they clean. You can't close your mouth. You can't swallow the spit. <laughs> they have this, they have this a dental assistant like sucking the <laughs> for like 45 minutes. And it's just the most uncomfortable experience ever. I don't mind the dentist. I like the dentist. Keep my teeth clean. Why? What do you mean? Why? Why not? They're just, did you, did they're you making, have braces? Yeah, dude. Okay, man. I got a thing about braces, though. That I orthodontists. Do I hate orthodontists. They're fucking man, con artists. Like, I'm gonna be straight up. I had some pretty bad buck teeth, like before I had braces, but my teeth all lined up. 
So like when they're like, hey, you're gonna get, you're gonna get braces. Like why? I, I can eat fine. <laughs> hey, look at me. There's <laughs> enough evidence for that. But then I got braces, and my teeth look incredible now. Got them all straightened and whatnot. But they don't line up. I've got an underbite now. (laughs) (laughs) You did. Sounds like the braces did the exact opposite of what they're supposed to do. Like my teeth are really straight and nice and all, but it's like only the back ones line up now. (laughs) I feel like every kid in America has braces now. Nowadays, like everyone gets them. And I feel like it's just a giant scam. At least for me personally. My brother, he needed braces. He had those fuckers for three years, all right? His teeth were all backwards. Me? Okay, yeah. I had braces for 13 months. Right? I got them on at the end of fifth grade, and I got them off, like, in the beginning of seventh grade. Maybe it was 13 or 15 months. It was under a year and a half that I had braces. And I'm just like... I totally did not need these, like, at my, all. My brother didn't need them. Like, he literally didn't need them at all. Like, his teeth are perfectly straight. Which, for me, that's amazing. I only, Dude, I only have one wisdom tooth. And they're like, yeah, you've only got one, so it's not going to mess up, like, anything in your mouth. It's not going to move any of your other teeth. It's not going to hurt. So you don't need to get it removed. Yeah, last time when I went to the dentist, they're like, hey, yeah, you definitely need to get that wisdom tooth removed because it's just like you can't brush it. It's too low. It's not grown in all the way. Yeah, wisdom teeth is a whole other thing. Another another scam and another con artist by the fucking dentist. God damn it. It's like the government runs it. Um, my wisdom, my My wisdom teeth. I know they don't. That's just a joke. Um, my wisdom teeth, were, I had four, all four, but they were under the gums, like they never grew in. They were just stationary, but they were sideways. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They didn't they didn't grow. They, we, I mean, we watched it for years. We watched it for like three or four years, and they didn't move, and they still wanted to take them out. I'm like, is it really necessary? They're like, well, no, but we want to take them out. Of course you like, want to take them out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so you just you just want a very expensive procedure to be done. Yeah, <laughs> like four bra- of them, dude. Like, oh like my braces. God. Yeah, so I got all I got all four taken out, and then they gave me Percocet. Um, oh, which I didn't need. I got my brace. I got my wisdom teeth taken out on Thursday, and I went back to work on Saturday. I worked at Lowe's over the summer. <laughs> Man, no, that's what most people have. They've got wisdom teeth, and they grow in sideways. But mine just. I had one that just grew straight up, sort of. It's like not great. It's like it's like less than halfway to my other teeth. Right. But like my, mine were nowhere near like, I guess, crowning. They were nowhere near the upper gums. They weren't going to come in ever. They were just chilling. They were just like lazy. They were like, eh. Like if Tom <laughs> Lavin was teeth, that would be my losing teeth. They were late. <laughs> it's a little late. All right, Nash, uh, I think that's enough of the dentist. Did you watch the Super Bowl? What'd you think? I watched Super Bowl, and man, what a great game. It was actually an entertaining game for the Super Bowl. Do you remember Do you remember Peyton Manning's last, last game in the Super Bowl? Is that when he got spanked by the Seahawks? Dude, no, he, he won. He won. They won. But that game 
literally was the most boring game of football ever. Like nothing big happened. No, nothing happened. Year's? What about last year's? People last say that year's was, was a, last year's was, was all right. Last year's was super boring. This is all defense. Yeah, it was. Well, defense is definitely where the most fun things happen. Offense, you know, what's the coolest thing that happens on offense? They throw a really long pass. Yeah, touchdowns. Yeah. Trick plays usually don't work. Mm-hmm. But usually defense, that's crazy because it's like, oh, my gosh, now they've got the ball. Whoa! You know, it's crazy. <laughs> or somebody just gets laid out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, the Super Bowl itself I thought was incredibly entertaining. Uh, yeah, oh, I, yeah. More I enjoyed the, the commercials by a lot. The the commercials were garbage. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do the whole Super Bowl as one microaggression, which includes the game, the commercials, and the halftime show. Um, but let's let's go. Let's pivot to the commercials and pivot back to the game. The commercials, like I remember as a kid, the commercials were funny. There was a lot of Bud Light commercials, a lot of Doritos commercials. There was a lot of like movie commercials. But nowadays, I was just like, this year and last year, it's just like these are just regular commercials. There was you didn't like any of them. Not really. I mean, the one with Brian Cranston and the the Shining was okay, but like it wasn't really funny. Yeah, the one with Charlie funny. Day was okay. Like, but nothing was nothing was really too memorable. The the I thought the Hammer Time one was kind of funny. That was just t- weird. They can't they touch can't, this. Uh, they, they can't touch this. That was a good one. That was the yeah. one. That was the one clever one. Because I'm like, ah, I see what you're doing there. Yeah, like, what was the progressive it. one? Like the progressive one when they're making fun of Fargo. Like this, this bitch is just in the snow. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> I don't get it. It was Winona Ryder, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, she was, yeah. <laughs> she was in Winona. Anyway, no. yeah, I thought they're all kind of dumpy, but <laughs> I usually don't watch it. For the commercials, just the commercials are a nice bonus because it's usually when, you know, companies, you know, put up their little extra. Honestly, the Pringles one. And the uh, Mr. Peanut one, those were probably the the funniest ones. The baby peanut, I think, was trying too hard. They're just like, oh, baby Yoda, let's make a baby peanut. Mm, No, dude, they they seized they seized the market, dude. They saw it. They took it. That's good on my part. All right. And he's like, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm back. And then he made dolphin noises. Which I saw, I don't get, uh, but it was funny. I, I saw, a, I saw a Facebook post. I think I, I forget what it was. One of my friends, actual friends in real life too, was like, you can tell how evil a company is by how heartwarming the Super Bowl commercials are. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's and, pointing to Google, um, with the old couple with like Loretta. Uh, dude, dude, you, you know what I instantly thought when I. <laughs> I saw that commercial. Google's just storing all your data. I was like, <laughs> Google has taken stealing your personal information to a whole nother level. I am Loretta. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, crying yeah. about it. And like, oh, this is amazing. I'm just like, this is scary. <laughs> kinda, yeah. At the, at the end of the commercial, like, we, we, we watched it we go to my, uh, my, my friend's friend, friend of a friend's house. And all the women were just like, oh, my God, it's so cute. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. And all the guys were kind of like, oh, it's nice, touching. And I was at the end, I was just like, Google, we steal your data. (laughs) 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 And I was like, shut up, Will. I'm like, what? (laughs) They're they're stealing the data of your dead wife, all right? Like, 
Let's call a spade a spade here. <laughs> and I think it I makes was... the most sense. Like that you can tell evil a company is by how heartwarming the Super Bowl commercial is. <laughs> one of the uh one of the memes I saw after the Super Bowl was literally it's a joke I make all the time watching the Chiefs play, is that it looks like Andy Reid is reading the Waffle House menu. <laughs> they say at the play sheet. Squinty <laughs> eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a laminated play sheet. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what the Waffle House menu looks like. <laughs> Yo, good for Andy Reid, though. I'm, I'm happy he won. These guys have been around for a very long time. I personally yeah. was pulling for Jimmy G because I love Jimmy Garoppolo. But why? He's such a mediocre quarterback. Hey, man, you just like he's him because he's pretty. <laughs> no, nah, dude. I mean, he, first of all, he is a he is a gorgeous man. I have no problem saying it. The cheekbones and the jawline. Tremendous. But I like him because he was he was Brady's number two. I want him to be the, the, the new Brady. So I'm pulling for him to be the new Brady. Everyone is Brady's number two. <laughs> I mean, he was on the Patriots as Brady's number two. <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't good. <laughs> He's the most <laughs> mediocre quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I, I I had squares. I wasn't even fucking close <laughs> to winning anything. Um, but yeah, the soup. Man, I the you super can literally bet. The game you can solid. literally you can bet on anything. Like you, my friend was telling me, you could bet on like what color the Gatorade is that they pour on the coach. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, dude. Apparently, ever since like Kobe passed away, like the odds of it being purple have have gone up so high that you, there's like no return on betting for purple. <laughs> purple, <laughs> purple or yellow. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, you, you bet on literally anything. That's hysterical. Um. Well, the halftime show. The halftime show is something that got a lot of flack from people. People were all okay. People either loved it for being amazing, or hated it because it wasn't "quote unquote" family friendly, or they weren't speaking English. I, uh, I, I liked it because of obvious reasons. The only confusing part was this is what's is when those kids were on there because it was that was very. <laughs> Very, yeah. very different vibe than what was going on earlier. It's like, did and Epstein after, write this part? Some, somebody, I was at a bar watching it. Somebody, somebody was like, why are the Sandy Hook kids here? <laughs> That's terrible. That's so bad. <laughs> well, one of them was J, one of them was JLo's kid. And um, I think one of them was trying to be like touching at, I think they had like some kind of bars trying to touch the kitchen cages at the border. Because, you know, it's all the whole the whole Latin theme, uh, Latino Latinos. Um, but first off, the show itself, I thought, was tremendous. The be- best in the past few years, best in recent memory. Yeah, least. yeah. Probably, probably the best since Bruce Springsteen, like eight years ago. Um, all the pile, the fireworks were great. The choreographer, the dancers were great. Shakira is just a smoke show. J-Lo is 50 <laughs> and absolutely gorgeous. I, I literally have nothing bad to say about the show other than the fact that people are complaining about it. Um, it's, it's, they're sexy. What else? Yeah. What did you expect yeah. them to do? There's, <laughs> J-Lo is literally a sex symbol for the 2000s. They're like the, 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 the O's, right? Like, 
This is what she's been doing her whole career, and she's incredibly talented. Like, it's not objectifying women. It's like it's if anything, it's praising women because. <laughs> God, she's yeah, 50. all right, all right, get off your high horse there, Daffy. <laughs> also, I'm also a, I'm also a fan of Latin music, so like I yeah, I like I know it. So I was like, well, I don't I don't know. Yeah, you're saying, just a Spanish. man of the people, aren't you? <laughs> hey man, I, I do do you listen to Latin music? No, it doesn't offend me. <laughs> I don't listen to J-Lo or Shakira on the reg. Don't get me wrong. Not yeah, in any of my Spotify. They're not, in, they're not in any of my Spotify playlists. Not even Hips Don't Lie. It's not in there. I checked. Um, hips Don't Lie. But I do. I, I, li- I literally listen to like salsa and like reggaeton and actual Spanish music. So the fact that people are offended, it's just like this is a whole genre of music that takes place in America. I mean, they've <laughs> been pushing the NFL for those who haven't noticed, has really been pushing to try to get their viewers outside of America. They've been pushing for Mexico, I think, for a while. Uh, They've been pushing uh, for England, too. Mm -hmm. There's a big push. Like, there was that rumor that the Chargers were going to go to London. Mm -hmm. That'd that'd be the dumbest thing ever, because then they'd constantly be flying. But, uh... Yeah, it's just if you're offended by it, it's straight up just the NFL trying to get more views. That's all it is. Yeah, the NFL does did, did a lot of like brownie points to try and up their image because <laughs> and it's like is there you know a lot of their players are just you know not the best people off the field. Um, not all, but a few. You know, a few spo- a few apples ruined the bunch. But yeah, I mean, overall it was a great experience, great game, great halftime show. Commercials sucked, but you know that's commercialism for you. We want what do you want? Fuck commercials. Yeah, I'd like rather the commercials. I'd rather commercials suck than the game suck. Yeah. And congratulations to Chief. Also, President Trump said uh, the state of Kansas, great state of Kansas, when Kansas City Chiefs were in Missouri. So that was funny. <laughs> All right, but Snash, speaking of President Trump, uh, the State of the Union is, as of recording this tomorrow, Tuesday, the 4th. Um, what do you think about the State of the Union? It says as a whole. As a can whole, you, can you give us like can you give us kind of like an off the off to off the top hashtag hashtag on the State of the Union? I mean, well, I can say what the State of the Union is. It's essentially the president. You know, it was started. I want to say the eighteen hundreds. Um, and it just pretty much is the president talking about what's happened since he's been in office and what's going, what the plan is. But it's always in a positive light. It's never like, you know, we're terrible. It's like we have to overcome or something like that. I think right now it's coming at a very interesting time because today his lawyers are uh, giving their closing arguments in his. Yeah, impe- his impeachment trial is about to end <laughs> and he's giving yeah. the union tomorrow. Uh, this is the first day of the union was January 8th, 1790 by George Washington. Oh, wow. They, I didn't know they did it right off the bat. Mm hmm. That's pretty cool. So we covered it last year in the Lost Archives. We're going to cover it again this year in the, in the new archives. So, um, I don't know. Do you think a state of the union is really necessary? Or, like, why do we – what's the point rather than saying what's – for Trump I mean, and lie? It definitely had more uh, – it was more relevant back then just because how information spread. 
like, okay, you've got the head guy mm-hmm. giving a report or giving a rundown of what's been going on. But now, I mean, nowadays, nowadays we kind of constantly know what's going on. But uh, no, it's it's. I think it'll be pretty interesting given his impeachment thing. I feel like shots are going to get fired. Yeah. What about, I didn't, I didn't notice until last year that people like the Democrats or if a Republican uh, Democrats in office, a Republican will give a response to the state of the union. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) The democratic response. It's like, dude, we're one country. You don't, why do you need, like, it's not, it's not, he's not the Democrat. He's not the Republican president. He's the president who happens to be a Republican. Not even. He ran as a Republican. But why why give a response to the State of the Union? Like, why is, what's the point? It sounds silly. Well, because we're not, you know, led by one thing. Mm. We are a conglomerate. We are multiple. The people and all that. <laughs> Power to the people. Yeah, so I, that's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll, two, cover, yeah. we'll cover it next week. So, Nash, it is also February, new microaggression. I'm running the show today. It's supposed to be your, it's supposed to be your thing, but I'm running, I'm taking over. Um, Whoa. Are you, are you ready for, a, as you would say, a quote-unquote big one? Yeah. All right, we have, it is February, so we're going to talk about two white guys. We're going to talk about Black History Month and Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Although Martin Luther King Day was technically in January, but... Okay. Um, so I mean, this is just like more more on this like uh, Black History Month. This is one thing I didn't know actually. Martin Luther King is the only American to have a holiday named all named a holiday all to himself. Huh. Yeah, because I guess President's Day, Day, but he's President's Day is Lincoln. And you, it was Washington, and they would have Washington and Lincoln for both their birthdays, but they're both yeah. born in February, so they call it President's Day. Um. Columbus Day, you know, not American. St. Patrick's yeah. Day, not American. Flag Day, not a person. <laughs> not a person. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Martin Luther King is the only American to have a holiday all to himself. The flag is a very interesting fact because, you know, it's Martin Luther King. Yeah. Good, do a lot. He was a pretty important guy. Now... What do you think his views would be on the world today? Where do you think he would stand on a political spectrum? Um, I would assume more right leaning. Because he's he's pretty religious. I don't well, know. He was, if, a, he was a reverend. Yeah. I yeah, he was a pretty religious guy. I I I I don't think I'm not sure how, what he would think of liberal ideas nowadays. Like, I can't, it's kind of hard to see Martin Luther King, because well, Martin Luther King registered for a gun um, and was denied um, just months before his assassination. So it'd be interesting to see what his stance would be on guns nowadays. Or, like, uh, I, f- I feel like he'd be about that <laughs> with the information we have. Well, okay, well, let, 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 let's, let's, pretend, also, let's pretend he wasn't assassinated. Um, or let's pretend like, because he if he was alive today, how old would he be? Like probably in his eighties, at least. Yeah, at least. Or, or do you think like if he was still an activist in the nineties, would he have kind of told the line? I want to say told the line, but aligned with like uh, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, who are very liberal. 
I don't I don't necessarily think so because there's I, I mean I you know I'm not a political expert I just am seeing that the black vote isn't like a hundred percent Democrat I think it's had a lot more schisms recently mm. because mm. Democrats sort of you know use this idea that we're going to you know do what's right for you and be better we're gonna give you equal footing and all that and it's sort of like none of those promises were ever made or were ever kept they were made they weren't kept you can't keep them it's almost impossible yeah and so i think you i think that's a big reason why there's been a lot more like sort of switch of parties and that's something that Democrats hate to acknowledge is is that you can be black and not be a Democrat. Or a minority in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a woman. <laughs> it's, always, <laughs> it's, always, it's always interesting when you like you see people at LGBTQ rallies and they're Republican and this the way they're treated or talked to. It's just it's, fascinating something that's, what do you mean well, that's kind of getting off topic like i guess it's something that, like uh fleckus you know our, our friend fleckus from youtube fleckus talks oh yeah fleckus like, talks. like he would go to lgbtq he would go to lgbtq rallies or whatever and um he talks to everybody and there's some people um in the lgbtq community who are trump supporters or a republican and they talk about how they're looked down upon by other members of the community or they're harassed by members of their own community or they're not considered like real queer or they're not yeah, considered like their identity uh, is fake. Like just yeah. because they don't have one political belief that's similar. Yeah. Which is f- kind of funny coming from the party of inclusion. Um, yeah. You know, uh, that's, the thing that's, is, a diff- that's a different microaggression. If, if you agree 100% on everything with someone, you have been tricked and yeah. you're lying to yourself. Yep. There's we told, nobody we this last week. Yeah. There's nobody you agree a hundred percent with. Okay, um, but let's stick stick to the topic of uh, Black History ML- Okay, so now we're on the month. We talked about MLK. We think he's a yeah. good guy. I yep. think he's probably one of, if not the most important American historical figures. Definitely the most influential. Yeah. Maybe. 100%. Honestly, he, you could say Martin Luther King is one of the most influential people in world history. Yeah, and I mean, let's not... You know, forget that he, uh, Gandhi was the sort of creator of this peaceful protest thing. Mm-hmm. That's what he oh, took sure. and used. Yeah, but his oh my implementation God, I, this, of it. This, this makes me think if Martin Luther King was talking to Antifa, it's like, guys, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's another great point is this acceptance to violence. Like, I don't think MLK would be very much about that because that's sort of the whole point why you want people to be able to say what they want because you can tell which ones are the bad ones mm-hmm. if someone's got the swastika you know flying you you pretty much know they're not a very good guy right off the bat to <laughs> give it it's a big tell it's a big tell yeah whether you try to get people to hide you don't know what their beliefs are all right, but I, I bring up the point of Black History Month because um, me and Joe were on the horn 
as we as we do <laughs> weekly, <laughs> weekly, a few times, a few times a week. I talk to Joe. Um, and recently he had a man by the name of Daryl Davis on. And enough, no one knows who Daryl Davis is. He's actually an R and B performer. Um, it's like his day job. But in the past few years, he has become an activist, and he is responsible for. Um, I guess deconverting or converting back over two hundred clan members. Um, what, and this they, guy, they, can he convince them to leave the clan? To leave the clan. Um, and this guy is a very large uh, black man. So I, this I think he was. Was he born? He was. Was he born like Louisiana? Probably. I don't know. Uh, that sounds right, though. I definitely know it's in the South. There was a Netflix documentary on him a very long time ago. But um, so that's how I knew about him. This guy is just an incredible human being. And people need to actually hear what he says and hear how he does and hear how he talks about the clan and these people. Because Antifa, well, people like Antifa just think, you know, they're Nazis, they're clamorous, it's, it's okay to punch them and beat them up or try and kill, whatever, right? But his thing is, it's like, no, I just talk to them, get to know them, and rationalize with them. And some of the points yeah. he makes in the clips on YouTube, I haven't listened to the full podcast yet, because I'm still in September for my Joe Rogan podcast, but I listened to his clips beforehand. Um, like, he just, he's a very intelligent guy, and this is the right way to do it, but I bring him up for Black History Month, because he has a theory that we should abolish Black History Month. Now, hold up, hold up, before people get freaked <laughs> out. <laughs> Nash, your thoughts? <coughs> well, I mean, we, we, we talked about this a little bit that sh- before the show, but the thing is, the more sort of separations you put between people, the more things that you say, like, this is why they're different, it doesn't include it. It's exclusive. It, it makes mm. people want to have less to do with it because they're not part of the club. Mm-hmm. So that's why I sort of I disagree with anything about that. Like I, I, I'm a historian. I sort of, I guess, I got a degree in it. They, like, I, 100 percent believe we should acknowledge what people have done and the things that have happened. But by sort of separating people, you're, you're like. You're like pushing them out on the stage, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not really that's not really fair. That's not fair to anybody because now they've you know, they're getting scrutinized rather than be like, you know, if we're going to call ourselves like a melting pot, which is sort of the goal. Doing that detracts from that idea because you're taking everybody and say, look at these people that are different. Like rather not just say like, hey, everybody was being an asshole to them. And they weren't assholes back. They were actually really good people. So we should probably treat each other like, uh, you know, human beings. Such a hard idea for people to understand. <laughs> yeah, but I, I can understand resentment towards it because, you know, you say take away Black History Month and people are just like, all right, you want to destroy all of what happened to African-Americans in the U.S. Yeah. history. Well, he, here's, which the, here's the thing. Isn't the case. If, yeah. if someone literally thought or came out and said we should get rid of Black History Month before people even hear the reasoning, um, they're going to immediately call you a racist, immediately call you like every bad name in the book and say you're a terrible human being, whatever, without even because that was my initial thought. I'm like, OK, 
what could I would never thought I would hear a black man say we should not have Black History Month. And I listened to him. I was like, hmm. I see what he's saying because hmm. his idea is, is that, you know, it gets kind of pigeonholed and stuck to these 28 days or the shortest month of the year, mind you. And yeah. It's kind of just rehashing, you know, we learn about Martin Luther King, you learn about Malcolm X, you Malcolm X, you learn about Rosa Parks, you learn about Harriet Tubman, right? But that's really it. Was Harriet Tubman black? Yeah, dude. Okay. So you learn about you learn about those four people, but that's <laughs> really it. You don't learn about kind of like the modern day. You might not learn so much about Jesse Jackson, you might not learn so much about Al Sharpton. You might not learn so much about like like Man- Nelson Mandela even, right? Um his thing is we should mesh it into American history and world history throughout the, the year, throughout the curriculum, not just yeah. delegate it to 28 days. So you kind of let's kind of go through it real quick. Um, now, that's a very interesting point to bring up. Now, while I agree with him, that probably is a better route. I think, in my opinion, Black History Month kind of stands as a sign of respect and remembrance more than education. Yeah. Well, the thing is like, do, do people really do that? Do people sort of like, uh, like I'm going to be straight up. Like when you're, it's like you, you've, you, something always happens in school, right? Like when you're at school, your school always does something mm-hmm. for black history month. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, what's the reception? Like, are people like, Oh, I'm excited to learn about this. No, it's right. kind of like it's like it's like it's like it's like any other day. Yeah, it's just like oh, this is the thing we're doing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then that next month is St. Patrick's Day. It'll be green for a week. <laughs> yeah, rather if you just had sort of general education, like that's yeah. uh, that's way more useful than sectioning people off. And that, that's, that's really his whole argument. His whole argument is education. Daryl Davis lives his life literally educating members of the Klan um, about how literally he is not different from them. Like, one of his examples was, you know, like a Klan member would be like, you know, black people are more violent because their crime rates are higher or whatever. And he goes, that's kind of like a demographic. That's like saying that, I'm paraphrasing here, like that um, all white people are serial killers because can you name me serial killers? How many, how many of them are white? Almost all of them. <laughs> Almost all of them. I mean, for the U.S., yeah. For the U.S., right. But, and, then, and that was one of the, that was one of the conversations he had with a Klan member. And that two months later, he left the Klan and gave him his robes. And this is a kind of a weird collection. This guy collects Klan robes. Um, so it's just, it's, this guy has a very powerful story. And like, I was just listening to him all week. And it's just, it's true. Like, the main thing is education. And, you know, we call this microaggressions when people just get yeah. angry at each other. But it really comes down to education. And maybe Black History Month should just, shouldn't be a thing. Well, that's sort of, you have to trust people to do a good enough job of educating. Mm-hmm. That's a big but, thing. But like I said, it might be, it might be for the betterment. But that's just something that I at least don't think will happen. Because it people see it as a sign of like respect and that and kind of what I call um, making us feel better, right? It's like Nash, you know, in the, um, it's kind of a little off topic, a little out of left field too. But you know, like the the the, the death penalty, like lethal injections. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you know what the three injections actually do? No. So the first, uh, I'm, I'm not 100%, I can't remember completely, but the first one kind of sedates the prisoner, right? The second one paralyzes him so he can't move. Then the third one actually kills him, right? Oh, now, man. if the second one goes wrong, the third one is actually incredibly painful. So what actually kills him and stops the heart, if not administered correctly, that's very, very painful. But we, the audience watching, would never know because a second injection paralyzes him. So he can't scream yeah. or call out. So that lethal and that second injection literally only exists so we, the people who are killing him, can feel better about ourselves about doing it. It's almost more humane to just shoot him in the back of the head. Exactly. Like, pe- like people make the argument that lethal, je- lethal injections are the, the least the most inhumane way to kill someone because if someone's tra- if someone's suffering in their death, we don't know because we force them to not be able to tell us. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of like this kind of not similar or the same, but like, you know, we kind of this have this to kind of, this kind of, we're going to give you the month so we can kind of forget about all the bad shit we did. <laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of like love and respect. So I think that's the main reason why we're never going to give it a Black History Month. <laughs> I can't wait for people to take this out of context and call me an alt-right shill. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand. I don't think it. I don't think it will go away. I don't have. No. I mean, I don't have a problem with it existing. No, I mean, that's all as I'm saying. It's it just probably like, shouldn't. It probably shouldn't go away. If I'm being honest. It doesn't have, like, what? what's the desired effect from it? You know what I mean? If you want people to be, like, less racist. Like, yeah. I don't think that's a good way to do it. I just think general education, exposure. But you can't really put that on people. It just kind of has to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, now let's move on. Um, do you have a microaggression for me? You can go from my oh. list. Oh, God. Do I? What were we going to talk about? We're going to talk about um, that movie. We can talk about movies. The Oscars are coming. Oscars are this Sunday. Um, the Oscars are coming. Now, me and Oh Ash, my need- God. Oh my God. Sorry. I do have one about movies. Okay. What we got? I, I, I went to see, you know, I went to see 1917. Yeah, I saw you it asked me if I You asked me if I had seen it. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, I wanted to see that. So uh, I went to the movie and it's like 20 minutes in and somebody's phone starts ringing. It rings for like two seconds and it goes off. I'm like, okay, cool. Like under a minute, it starts ringing again. But this time, (laughs) this time, I, 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 I don't understand. It rang for the whole cycle, like the whole ringtone, like the two and a half minute buzzer went off the whole time the whole time so it was like yep they can't be reached what what is what they they clearly had it had a handle of it the first time but they, they couldn't get it the second go around they just, oh, 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 where'd my phone go like what how'd you not silence it after the first time uh yeah people don't silence they okay they tell you like four times before the movie starts hey don't be that guy. 
silence your cell phone. And I can like, get if you forget if you forget like that's you know uh, we all forget stuff. But the fact that it rang earlier and you didn't oh my god that just maybe, that it, got me maybe, going. It, was a, maybe it was a different phone. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Because if you hear that in the movie theater, aren't you like, all right, I really got to make sure my phone's in silence. If that happens to me, I don't want to be that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. People are just, I mean, people who kind of talk in movie theaters, like, I'm one of those people who prefers an empty theater always. Yeah. I feel like everybody does. <laughs> I mean, but sometimes, <laughs> people sometimes enjoy the experience. Like, like people. I've I've literally heard like people going to Marvel movies have compared to going to a wrestling event because people like cheering, like clapping along with this, like and yelling at the screen like "Go Captain America" or some <laughs> fucked up shit. But it's just like I'm, that sounds terrible. I'm not going to the movies for the commentary, <laughs> right? <laughs> it sounds so, uh, beyond ignorant. Yeah, silence your cell phones in movie theaters. Don't be a it's 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 not that hard to be a decent human being. It really isn't. Like you get right. one pass, you get, you get you get a five second pass the first time it rings. After that, no. See, my no. phone is always on vibrate anyway, so I just keep it on I would, vibrate. I wouldn't notice if I got messages if I was on vibrate. All right. When I saw 1917, I put my phone in my jacket pocket and took the jacket off. I was like, I don't give a shit who's reached me. I'm watching this movie. I am experiencing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm in a movie, yeah. Yeah, I am experiencing this movie. In 1917, it's an excellent movie. What an incredible um, movie. Not really at all what I expected. It's It was kind of... It was slow, right? Well, not slow. It was, it was drawn out. But, yeah. Like, it, it, felt, it felt slow. The pacing was slow. But... The movie was two hours, and it felt like it was an hour. It just flew right by. It's not like really any other war movie, because it's literally, it just focuses on one thing that happens. Mm -hmm. One day. It's like, I don't know if you've ever seen Gallipoli with uh, Mel Gibson. Nope. Yeah, no, no, yeah, not a lot of people have. Um... That movie, like, it focuses on, it's got a pretty big time span, you know? But it really isn't focused on, like, the like the fighting or the violence of it. It's focused on the fact that this guy's a messenger in World War One. Mm. Yeah, World War One. So we bring up 1917 because Nash, I want to ask you about my next microaggression. Uh, Was Jesus. 1917 <clears throat> based on a true story? I think it was, yeah, I think it, they said it was based on a story. I hate when people say a movie is based on a true story. It just, it drives me nuts. Because. Why? Because if it was based on a true story, it would just be a documentary. All right? Like. No, a documentary follows a story. I understand that, but like some movies take that. And just run with it. Like, Dodgeball is based oh, on a true yeah. story. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. You know I mean? Like, that is such a loose term based on a true story. Like, like how much? Like, you got to give a percentage after you like, say like, that. Like, <laughs> what, does, what does that mean? Right? Like, one of the movies nominated this year, I 
think it was um uh both the, the both the, the bomber in the nineties, he was um wrongfully accused. Not the Unabomber. He was wrongfully accused of like a bomb. Um I forget, I, right? But that's I have no that's idea. that's that's based on a true story because it was actual people. But people were even slamming that movie for being incredibly inaccurate, hinting that like the reporter slept her way to the top, which never happened, <laughs> right? It was <laughs> the, the new Clint Eastwood movie, but uh, it's okay. based on a true story. Like it's it can be so misleading based on a true story. Yeah. Don't even don't even say it if your movie is blatantly inaccurate. We got this idea from a story. <laughs> like, in, inspired by real events is a good term. Yeah. Right? So, because... You don't really see that movies, say, though, do you? People see the movie and think that everything that happened is fact, like, fact, factual. Like, Wolf of Wall Street doesn't say based on a true story. It's just kind of known. But... Yeah, I don't, I don't think they said... I don't think they said it was based on a true story. I think they said it was... Uh, they thanked people for the story. Yeah, they did. They, because, they, they thanked I mean, a that, special corporal or something for the stories. That's that's the big thing with, um, like, especially making something about a war story. Like, how much of that could possibly be true? Because you're in war. You're getting shot at. There are bombs going off. It's the craziest scenario you can have. So, like, your attention to detail may be a little skewed with, you know, survival. So it's kind of, especially on the fact that this, you know, account is from two people. I'm not going to ruin the movie. It's just based off of two people. And, uh, it's kind of hard to tell, you know, how much is accurate, but the whole thing is it's, you believe the story. I'd say that they don't make it, a ridiculous fiction. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. I um, won. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. Um, so, Nash, are you going to watch the Oscars this Sunday? No. Why, why would I? I've got a life to live. I'm young. And not in Hollywood. I will say, though, one thing that does piss me off even more than movies that say they're based on a true story and they're just, like, ridiculous are movies that are bad that aren't based off of a true story. <laughs> <laughs> movies that aren't interesting at all and are totally made up. Because why did you let this unimaginative hack write your movie when you could have just read a history textbook and had a crazy plot? <laughs> So I'm I'm meeting up on my next microaggression. Okay, thought you're playing the game again. I was like, that's that's two in one show, man. That's that's aggressive. Nope. nope. But because there are so many banana things that have happened in history, and yeah, a lot of them are fake because you know who wrote it down. How do we actually know? <laughs> but that's still a more interesting story than Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah. No, just just based based on a true story. It's like if you're gonna say based on a true story, base it on the actual story. Like, be as 
as accurate as you can be. I understand that some there's some um, liberties you can take that that Hollywood has to take. Like Donnie Brasco is a great example. Yeah. Um, have you seen Donnie like Brasco? The, yeah, yeah. I feel like the '90s is the time where you had like like. Do they say that in Pearl Harbor? <laughs> Oh my god, I really hope not. Well, they don't have to because people know that, all right? Like that's just they just know, all right? Like Cuba Gooding Cuba Gooding fuck out of here. But uh like Donnie like Donnie Brasco, um the actual Donnie Brasco in his book has said the movie is about eighty percent accurate. Um It's pretty good. Good number. Now the main difference is and this is where I think it's okay for Hollywood to take these liberties. In real life um, the guy, Donnie Brasco, was undercover, and in the movie, he had sympathy and felt himself becoming, like, in cared for Lefty, which was played by Al Pacino, right? And, like, he didn't want to just get out because he knew Lefty would die, right? It could be his fault. In real life, yeah. Donnie Brasco didn't give a fuck. He's like, he's like, mean left, mean lefty weren't friends. I'm a cop. I had a job to do. I'm undercover. This guy's a murderer, drug dealer, and kills people, right? Like, I don't give <laughs> two shits about this guy, right? Now, the truth there might not make for a great Hollywood story. <laughs> you need, you yeah, need some then character you all, conflict. Then- then you come off like seeing as the cop being more of the jerk than the guy, which isn't the case. It's just right. because of what you're seeing on a screen. That's what you're going to assume. Right. So that makes sense in terms of Hollywood liberties. But <laughs> when you just make shit up and hide behind the base on a true story, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I hate to see it. Again, Obnoxious. man, it's just l- lazy plots are, are to me even more egregious. Yeah. Because so many cool things have happened in history that we haven't made a movie about. Yeah, Dan Carlin just did a whole three-hour podcast on um, Alexander the Great's mother and Alexander the Great and their whole family ties. Like, how, yeah. how, like, how is this movie not never been made, been made yet? I'm just like, hmm, I'm going to get lost. <laughs> These <laughs> podcasts are so confusing. It's just, it's, just, it's just him talking for three hours. Oh, that's what podcasts are. <laughs> no, but it's just him. Like, this is you and me. Mono mono. <laughs> it's just him as rattling off history facts. And he tells a great story if you can actually follow it. But it's hard. But from what I remember, <laughs> pretty crazy shit happens. Um, <laughs> but let's, let's, let's move on to our final microaggression, Nash. This is gonna be, I've been wanting to do this for a while. Um... Jenny from Forrest Gump. Is she a bitch? <laughs> is she a bitch or is she a misunderstood? Did she give him AIDS? In the book she did. Um, did <laughs> so she give book, AIDS? Didn't she give uh, AIDS in the movie? It's not it's not specified, but in the book, Jenny has AIDS. She dies of AIDS. I mean, he movie, slept with her while, while she had AIDS. So and, and he also impregnated her <laughs> while she had AIDS. That's kind of that's, so, that's kind of textbook how you get AIDS. <laughs> so in in the movie, she just dies. It doesn't really you don't really know why. In the book, she has AIDS. So this is a Reddit post. Uh, Jenny from Forrest Gump is a terrible person. Dot 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 dot. And the film has terrible messages about sympathizing with her. So quote. The film starts out setting out the seeds of audience sympathy for Jenny by showing how she was brought up in an abusive household. 
then sees her grow up to be a prostitute. And that's not that's not totally unpredictable. Um, been brought up the way she can sow seeds for dep- uh, dep- desperation like that. But from the person that person on, she starts doing drugs, sleeping around, and every time she's feeling down, she runs back to Forrest for comfort, taking advantage of him and the fact that he's mentally impaired and he can't understand awful choices she makes. Then she runs off again to sleep around more and do more drugs. He promises to always be there for her, and the movie wants me to think, oh, that's sweet, ridiculous, she's a leech. In the end, she uh-huh. runs back to him after feeling sorry for herself, and now he's a millionaire. She sleeps with him, <laughs> gets pregnant with the kid, and doesn't tell him for about five years. <laughs> then tells him he, Then tells him she has an illness, most likely cancer or AIDS. It's actually, the movie does not clearly say, it's AIDS from the book. And he agrees to pay for her medical expenses. Then when she passes, the movie wants us to feel bad she's gone. It's always sad when someone dies, of course, but the fictional character of Jenny was honestly a terrible freeloader and doesn't deserve sympathy from most audiences give her. And being that Jenny is a cornerstone of the movie's narrative, it really hurts the movie's morale. Other than that, she's other than that, the film's decent, but Forrest Gump didn't deserve to beat Pulp Fiction. It's Shawshank Redemption for Best Picture. It definitely didn't deserve best editing. Those present and lending clips were cringe. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right, Nash. I ask no. you: Is she is she misunderstood? Where well, Jenny is a bitch. No, dude. She's not misunderstood. She literally is a freeloader. <laughs> she takes everything from this poor man and gives him nothing. I mean, it gives him a kid, but like it's an AIDS baby. Yeah. And dude, that's the thing because he's mentally mentally impaired. Like, that's just abuse. That's just your abuse. You're abusing. <laughs> she's a terrible person. <laughs> she's a terrible person. Like, remember remember when she's on stage naked with the guitar? And yeah. Forrest is just like, her name's in bright light. She made it. And it's like, oh, God, you just. <laughs> oh, Forrest. <laughs> you, you, you simple-minded fool. <laughs> <laughs> It's terrible, but so I true. Lo- I love Forrest Gump, one of my favorite movies. Um, it's a great movie, but I got one complaint with that movie. Go ahead. Only one, which is pretty good. Okay. You're telling me that you've got a Vietnam, a you have a war hero, billionaire, famous college athlete, international ping pong player champion billionaire who's also mentally challenged and nobody recognizes him on a bus at the bus stop absolutely (laughs) ridiculous how could he that guy's literally done everything if there was somebody like that who wasn't mentally challenged we would all know their name not only that, <laughs> Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. No, that, that's how he got his money. Yeah, that's how he got his, that's how he got his money. Nobody recognizes that. It's some guy does on accident. Oh, you're the billionaire, famous college war hero ping pong player. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I knew I knew you from somewhere. I oh, just forgot and, and, it was. And the, and the guy who <laughs> ran, and cross, ran country. cross country. 
I knew I I knew I knew you from somewhere. I just forgot it was from literally everything. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. All right, so let's hear the and other his mother, side. His mother was a prostitute. Yeah, his mother. His mother stepped on this principle, so she get in school. He. <laughs> this, this movie really sort of oof, <laughs> low opinions of women. Hey man, his 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 mother did what she had to do. She, she, she's a good mother. Right? I don't want to hear any different. Yeah. So no, uh, I'm sorry. So fans, how'd you, get, how'd, how'd you get in the Hofstra? <laughs> <laughs> Me? Right, what are you saying? How did yeah, I get you. in the Hofstra? Dude, yeah, I have I, no idea. Couldn't tell you. I it's do. My reach thank your, thank your, thank your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, uh, what are you saying? <laughs> so fans overlooked that Jenny was abused as a child. Well, Jenny is not blameless in her actions. Okay, so that's immediately your point is mute. You said that. Um, many fans movie overlooked that Jenny's father abused her as a child. From a young age, Jenny was trapped in a cycle of abuse and not have a loving home like Forrest. Whilst the movie is from Forrest's perspective, viewers can see how difficult it is for Jenny to break out of that abusive cycle. For a long time, Jenny does not understand why Forrest is so kind to her that it's not something that she has ever experienced. Okay. Shut up. Because <laughs> that's dumb. Oh, bad things happen to you, so that makes everything you do bad okay. That's That's stupid. It's like two wrongs make a right, I guess. That uh, uh, bad things happen to people. You know what they don't? They don't do. They don't trick their childhood friend who's mentally challenged into giving them AIDS and a baby and their money. Like what? <laughs> it's like, hey, just like bad happens, he doesn't mean you're automatically a scumbag. Like, she, literally, like most <laughs> she literally slept with them, then dipped. Right. Just dipped. It's out. So, um, next point. Jenny is not given the same benefit as other characters because she's a woman. This ought to be good. Um, so, Forrest is a very kind character who is surrounded by characters who are, the, who are more complex and nuanced than him. Damn, that's a little harsh. One of those characters is Jenny, and another is Lieutenant Dan. While both characters have the same amount of nuance and self-worth issues, Lieutenant Dan is beloved by audiences while Jenny is not. Maybe because Lieutenant Dan got his legs blown off. Yeah, maybe um, because Lieutenant Dan had the male privilege of being drafted and his legs blown off. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. And then, and then literally helps him on the fishing boat and, boat and helps him run his business. Yeah, he helps. He helps. He helps. And he lost his legs. <laughs> Put Jenny and Lieutenant <sighs> Dan's stories aside, side by side. Both suffer from uh, familial abuse and carry it with them to such extent that it shapes their lives and their utmost deaths. Jenny does value his do, Jenny, Jenny doesn't value herself enough to understand Forrest's unconditional love, and neither does Lieutenant Dan. And one of them who can't walk for most of the film isn't a jerk the whole time. Yet Lieutenant Dan, admittedly in his own right, doesn't get half of half of, if any, of the flack that Jenny does. The world isn't conditioned to see their periodical rejections as forced as part of the same journey. Like, I don't get what she's trying to say in this article here. Yeah, it's apples and oranges. Like, you can't <laughs> like, say... You can't compare you can't, Jenny and Lieutenant Dan. You can't say it's because of gender when they're literally, they're in Vietnam because they're men. Yeah. 
Like, thank goodness Forrest had that male privilege where he got to go see all the friends he ever had die. (laughs) Yeah. Cleveland from Detroit. (laughs) Tex, I'll know where he's from. Tex. Can't remember where Tex is from. We got Dallas from Houston. (laughs) All right. So this is the best one, I think. Jenny constantly runs away from Forrest and Forrest Gump to protect him. Ready? Okay. It's no it's no secret that Jenny's actions hurt Forrest, and Forrest's pain and heartbreak about Jenny is valid. However, some viewers of the movie interpreted Jenny running away from Forrest because she did not care for him. In reality, it was the opposite. Jenny cared for Forrest and wanted to protect him from herself. So Jenny kept running away. Every time Forrest gets close enough to s- and saves her, she runs off before she falters. She won't let herself get near him, and the movie goes on. She fails a little more each time. I felt the same way about Jenny, a misguided woman with a terrible childhood. Uh, she knows how innocent Force is. Jenny was also afraid of corrupting him. Now, okay, no, that's. I think that's just another. That's um, dumb because she literally corrupted him <laughs> to to do that speech. Literally, that's a bad literally. point. And if that was the point, then we would have they would have seen her once, and then she wouldn't have come back. <laughs> Literally. Stupid. I hate Jenny. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny sucks. She Stupid. sucks and I hate her. I'm glad she's dead. Alright, well, I mean, okay. She's a, fictional, that, she's, but... she's a fictional character. It's fine. I can say that. Okay. Alright, alright. All right. <laughs> Chill, all right, dude. Put the knife down. <laughs> so now, the Oscars are this Sunday. I am personally hoping Joker takes Clean's house. In a lot of them, I do think 1917 is going to get all the technical awards, directing, um, um, visual effects, um, cinematography, editing, maybe sound design. If I'm being crazy, but um, that's really it. That's where it deserves. It's I don't think it's going to get best picture. Drogo's going to get best actor, definitely. And that's probably it. Uh, best picture. Who the fuck knows? We'll see. Isn't it usually something stupid? It's usually something that probably doesn't deserve it, like Forrest Gump. Well, it was like that. What was that one about the lady that fell in love with the with the mermaid man? <laughs> oh, the merman. Oh, oh, uh, that movie was terrible. <laughs> uh, uh, the man who fell in love with the fish frog. <laughs> yeah, fell in <laughs> love with fish boy. That's not a fish frog. Uh, ghost of Ghost of Water or something. I don't know. Color of water? Color yeah, of water? Shape, shape, shape of water? Shape of water. Shape of water. Shape of water. Right. What a terrible, what a terrible movie. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another episode of the You Mad Book Podcast. <laughs> Microaggressions version, I forget, 7, 30. 8, whatever. Episode 30. Microaggressions oh, be whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you liked what you've heard here and you want to be a guest on this show, make sure to reach out to either myself or Nash at Rule Parashik or at, uh, what's your Instagram? Nash? Ash? Nash? Big, big Narsh. Big Narsh? Big Narsh. Uh, you, don't use, you, don't, you don't use Facebook or Twitter, so that's fine. Uh, make sure you comment below. You mad real part on Instagram, Facebook, and or Twitter. Ambiguous, ambiguous, ambiguous production.com is where all these podcasts slide. Well, your favorite podcast platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, not SoundCloud yet. Um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, as well as iHeartRadio. Um, we got oh. on last week. We made it to iHeartRadio. Oh! So... Oh! <laughs> Nash... <laughs> 
Go the viewers don't know that I was pushing for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all you gotta do is just smear an RSS feed. It's actually super easy. Um, but Nash, um, why don't I get ask a question for you? Um, what's the what's the main what's the worst thing Jenny ever did? Dude, what's the worst thing Jenny ever did? She didn't jump off of that building. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I will be back next week as long as you stay angry.